Good morning. What a joy it is to see you all. I want to thank Benny for that. I almost wanted to throw my hat in the air after hearing that uh, that prelude. It is it is uh, Senior Sunday. It's the Sunday we recognize our graduating high school seniors. We have several in our church family that are passing this wonderful milestone. Congratulations to all of you. I know you've worked so hard, and this is this is such a a big accomplishment accomplishment so we're we're happy for you we're happy for our graduating kids from our our 4k program in our ELC uh, all you college graduates everything is is exciting to start a new chapter in your life and Pastor Andy it's the birthday of the church it's Pentecost Sunday that's why we have all this red up here and and so thank you for being here thank you for watching with us online and you're worshiping with us today by Facebook live we're glad that you're with us say hello to us we love it when you do that say hello and let us know you're worshiping with us online and if you like and share then all your friends can worship with us now too. give them a call tell them to tune in it's going to be great uh, next week Next Sunday, the 30th of May, we're going to have one combined service. It's going to be Memorial Day weekend. We're all just going to get together. One service, 10 o'clock, be right here. It's going to be great. Uh, we're going to remember together. It's Memorial Day weekend, and so we're going to talk about reminiscing and remembering. So come and join us then. This afternoon at 1 o'clock at Gadsden Country Club, there's going to be a celebration of life for Joan Hightower. Uh, Joan uh, is known and loved by just about everybody in this community, and she was part of our church family, and we're going to celebrate her life with a party, and that's what Joan would have wanted, a party, and it's going to be at Gadsden Country Club. One o'clock, you're all invited. Uh, we, are, uh, we are also um, just uh, sad to announce the passing of uh, Pandora McLeod, who died this morning, uh, another one of our church family, and we don't know any arrangements or anything. Just just keep the McLeod family in your prayers. And also, we are going to have a memorial service on Sunday, June the 6th at 2 o'clock for Marge Ross. Again, a beloved member of our church family. So um, keep those people in your prayer and help us celebrate their graduation from this life to the next life. And today on the altar we have gorgeous beautiful flowers uh, please notice these flowers here to my right and to your left they are given in memory of Robert G and Charlie Nell Johnson for their birthdays this month given by their family and the red and white I'm told is sort of roll tide and sort of Pentecost Sunday so we'll take both of those it's okay and this gorgeous rose on the altar is in honor of Miss Jean Claire Leach, who uh, is the daughter of Grady and Misun, and who is the little baby sister of JoJo and the little baby sister of GW, and the beautiful, gorgeous granddaughter of Donna Leach. Hi back there, Donna. I can see you smiling from here. So uh, we've got a lot of special things going on. Look at the newsletter to see all the announcement. Go to our church website to keep up. It's exciting times. So let us pause and open with prayer, if you will. Thank you for this beautiful day you've given us, Lord. We will rejoice in it. We thank you for all the reasons to celebrate, even the celebration of passing from this life into life eternal we celebrate all of that because we know that you always have been you always will be and you always are our God in Jesus name amen
Thank you. Remain standing, please, as we unite together in this historic confession of the Christian faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. senior slideshow for you in just a second, but we have several seniors uh, in the service today. Haddon Jarecki, this is the first time I've seen her out of the nursery in a long time. She has worked in the nursery for a long time here at the church helping out, so I think we need to give her a hand. She has been a huge help. And I'm in major trouble for drawing attention to her after the service, uh, but we have some great seniors in here, and I want you on the way out of church today uh, Give them a high five, give them a hug, tell them how proud you are. They have had a very challenging last two years of high school. So they've done an amazing job and we're so proud of you. And I also want to tell the seniors, just because you're off at college, I want you to know all the staff here at Gadsden First Methodist Church, all the volunteers that work with youth, you can contact anybody here at the church. We are all 100% here for you, no matter what. No matter what, you can call us, we will help you any, in any way that we can. And Barbara Bennett, who uh, has been running the Acolytes for so many years, is 100% here for our seniors if they ever need anything, I'm sure. There's so many people here at this church that love and care about you. Um, and here we are. Let's celebrate our seniors with this slideshow. Coming from a heart that's broken into by what you don't see. The person in the mirror doesn't look like a magazine. Oh, but when I look at you, it's clear to me that I can't see the fingerprints of God. When I look at you, I Yeah. 
seniors awesome. They're awesome. And I know you're all so happy that we're a part of a church that loves children, that loves children. And speaking of that, the children are welcome to go to Children's Church at this time uh, as we prepare our hearts for this time of tithe and offering. Uh, And as the children go down, let's be reminded um, that we are currently going to be redoing a children's room at the end of the hall. We're putting two rooms together, and that's going to be in honor of Joan Hightower. What an awesome, awesome uh, thing that we can be a part of here at the church. Um, I want to remind everybody that's watching online and and those that are here, um, you can give tithes and offerings in the plates uh, as you come in or exit the church. And also online, you can give online um, on the church website. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful for the seniors that are here. Um, God, I pray that each one of them will, will always be reminded that they are loved unconditionally by you, that they will know that deep down in their hearts, how much you love them. Uh, I pray that they will grow to serve you um, and that they will do great things to make the world a better place. Uh, God, we lift up those in the church that are hurting right now, those who have lost loved ones. Uh, We lift up those who are taking care of sick relatives. God, I pray that you'll give them patience and strength. Uh, We continue to lift up our healthcare workers in the community that have had a very long, tough year, God. Give them strength. We lift up teachers as they're wrapping up the end of the year. We pray that you will help them get through this last week, that you will give them the energy, the strength, the passion for what they do. And God, for all the unspoken requests here and all those things that we have on our hearts, sometimes we don't even know what to say. And you remind us the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen.
choir is absolutely amazing, aren't they? Absolutely awesome, awesome choir. I have a question for you. Have, have you ever heard people say that Pentecost is the birth of the church? That's what people say. Um, and, and sometimes at Pentecost Sunday, crazy things happen beforehand. Sheila Freeman might send out a message to everybody in the church to wear red, right? Some people saw a notice about that on social media. And some folks did wear red today. Pastor Sam, I did not wear red because with COVID weight gain of quarantine, I had no red clothes that fit. But the choir's wearing red. So some of you were red, so that is great. But people wear red. It's the birth of the church. Um, we might even say, oh, Pentecost makes me think of the Pentecostal church. That's where they get their name. They, they celebrate a lot that's in this scripture. But what on earth is happening in the passage we're going to read? Why is it important for us? What can we gain out of this? So today we are remembering the passage of scripture of what happens in Acts chapter 2 on Pentecost Sunday. It's a story of when the Holy Spirit fills the people gathered in town for a festival. At the first Pentecost, there's going to be 3,000 people baptized, uh, and that's the birth of the church. This is from the United Methodist Church website. It says this, the word Pentecost comes from a Greek word meaning 50th. The first, the Jewish festival of Pentecost, fell on the 50th day after the original Passover. On that day, God gave the Torah to Moses on Mount Sinai. Now, the Christian festival of Pentecost falls fifth, on the 50th day after the resurrection of Jesus. So this is 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. Pastor Sam, one of my favorite things about the Pentecost scripture is this, um, the Jesus followers here in this scripture that I'm about to read, they're going to be accused of being drunk. I think that's pretty great. I like that that's what they're accused of. And Peter, in this passage, he's not going to give a real uptight response. Uh, he's not going to say, oh, no, we don't do that or anything like that. He's going to say, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning is his response. And I love that. Um, so this doesn't sound like a boring gathering of people. These people are fun. Um, we're going to see how much fun and how wild this passage is. This is Acts 2, 1 through 18. When the, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and, and was bewildered because they each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all those who are speaking Galileans? And who is that we hear, each of us in our own native language? Corinthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, uh, Phrygia, Philemia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what this, this was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. The word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that through this passage, I pray that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. I pray that you will speak to us through this message today, and have it change us, have it transform us to serve you and to serve others. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you noticed what happened in this passage, but uh, people are gathered. They're praying. They're gathered together. Um, and, and all of a sudden, when the Spirit falls upon them, 
they will begin to engage with people they had never engaged with before. To me, that is the miracle of Pentecost Sunday. People are, all different people from out of town are here for this Jewish festival. Um, people are all there, and, and, and they're all speaking different languages. So we talked about this on Wednesday night at Youth Group. Here in Gadsden, it's kind of rare that you go somewhere and everybody's speaking a different language, right? But who has been on the Disney monorail, right? Disney World monorail? Isaac, one of our seniors, just got back. Or maybe some of you have been on a New York subway, and there's people speaking all different types of language around you. Can you imagine, in just a moment, that everybody was able to understand one another? What a miracle that would be. That's what happens in this passage of Scripture. Uh, All of a sudden, they can understand each other. Groups of people, their barrier happened to be language, right? But that barrier was broken. The Holy Spirit moved, and they were able to communicate with one another and talk about God's power. It challenges me when I read this passage because I wonder, what barriers do we create around us, right? In our own community, um, Sometimes we don't understand our neighbors, our coworkers. Could be our physical next-door neighbor that we don't communicate with. We could say we don't understand them. It might not be a language barrier, but we don't know their story. We don't know where they come from, what they're about. Could be that coworker who's different than us. Maybe if we're filled with the Holy Spirit and ask for the Spirit's help, maybe just maybe that's who God is wanting us to do ministry with. Is that person that we have a barrier with? Holy Spirit will break barriers. Um, People, this group of believers who are gathered together in prayer are now engaging with people from all over, people that speak different languages. People begin to be curious what's going on. They understand each other. This is what happens here at this church. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen small groups, a Bible study, They're just praying, having a Bible study, and all of a sudden from that, the Spirit leads them to reach out to people they hadn't reached out to before. They start tutoring and mentoring over at Stripland Elementary. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. They might be um, at at a a, uh, Sunday school class and say, let's engage with people we've never engaged with before. Let's start a soup kitchen. Radical things happen when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. People we never engaged with before, things start to happen. When the Spirit leads, we are inclusive, and we are connecting with people we never had before. It's interesting, at the birth of the church, everyone is invited. Every group of people there, no matter what language they were speaking, they're able to understand and hear about God's love. That's what happens when the Spirit is moving. It's for all people. There's nobody left out. Everybody can understand it and hear about it. People are being baptized, joining this movement of Jesus followers. Again, nobody is excluded. This is what happens when the Spirit moves. I know sometimes in churches and and small groups or or even our groups of friends or our families and as individuals, we can get self-centered or self-focused. I do it. I'm guilty of this. The book of Acts starts so differently because when the Spirit moves, self-centeredness, that self-focus is gone because barriers are broken and you're interacting with all types of people. Things that used to be barriers, maybe race, culture, gender, income levels, language barriers, those barriers are broken because God's love is inclusive. It's presented in a language for all to understand. But sometimes as a church or sometimes as people, we lose our way, we focus on ourselves, but that's not the way of the Spirit. What else do we know about people that are filled with the Holy Spirit? I remember this scripture because it was taught to me as a song in children's church, the fruits of the spirit. The kids might be learning it down there right now. I don't know. I don't know why, but in the song, they always said the fruit of the spirit's not a kiwi. That's not in the scripture, by the way. That's not in the scripture. Some of you who have helped with children's church know the song I'm talking about, but here it is, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. No wonder people are being baptized and joining this movement. I want to be around people that are filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, don't you? No wonder people are drawn to this movement of Jesus followers. When they're filled with the Spirit, they're filled with these great things. Also, um, 
when, when the Spirit fell, this, this happened in verse 17 and 18. It says this, In the last days it will be, God declares, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. The Spirit is inclusive. It's for all people. Sometimes people will argue with me out on the street. They'll say, you're United Methodist. Don't you have women pastors? I know some of you have had that. People ask you that same question. This is one of those scriptures that us United Methodists celebrate. The Holy Spirit is inclusive and it's for all people. It says it right here. Your your women will prophesy. They will preach. They're going to speak God's love. It's inclusive. It's for everybody. For our seniors that are here and young people that are in the church. The spirit movement does not discriminate against age. It talks about young people having vision and dreams and prophesying. Yes, it's for all of us. Uh, God, the Holy Spirit, when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you will, have, you will feel purpose. You will know that you're there to serve God, to make the world a better place, to fight against injustice, to bring love into the community. Yes, the Holy Spirit is at work in you. We always quote a scripture that says, don't, look, don't let people look down on you because of your youth. And this scripture confirms it. The Spirit of God is at work upon all ages, all people, all genders. The Spirit is at work. And let us not judge others based on who they are about their spirit moving in them. The Holy Spirit, it says, it's for all flesh. And I love, i got to point out again that it says these people are accused of being drunk. I would love to be a part of this early church. They're so wild. They're so loving. They're so inclusive. Uh, they're so about service. They, they're breaking barriers and reaching out to people. People say they've got to be drunk. There's something wrong with these people. But maybe we're reminded we shouldn't be sticks in the mud and take ourselves so seriously. Because the book of Acts, these people are not boring. These are not boring people. They're filled with the Spirit. Like those fruits of the Spirit I said, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. That's these people. And I've thought about it lately. When I thought about the scripture and I thought about our church. A few weeks ago, people that drove by Fifth and Chestnut, this is what they would have seen when church was letting out. Most of church members were carrying a tornado bucket when they walked out. People probably drove by and said, what on earth are those Methodists doing today? Why are they all holding buckets? It's radical service, right? But they don't know, or they, what are they doing? Um, I wonder what people thought when they drove by. Even some of our neighbor churches. Last year, when we had our Blessing of the Animal service, we did so much ministry with people that are not a part of our church. They love our animals and we got to talk to them about Jesus and pray for their animals. People, people were probably coming by saying, what on earth are those Methodists doing today? What are they doing? When we have the ladle of love outside, I am sure some people in the community say, that is radical. What are they doing over there? Um, when people come and help and volunteer with our youth and kids on Wednesday night after a long day of work, we have several that do that. They will work all day, Instead of going home, kicking off their shoes, and sitting on the couch, they come and help and volunteer with our youth and kids. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is what happens when people are filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and then what about when we had our big brothers and big sisters party in the community? People probably drove by and said, what are they doing? That place is crazy. What about this? What about when people drive by or walk by our church and they see two people who are completely different? They might be completely different spectrum politically, hugging each other and walking in as a church family, right? People say, what is up with those Methodists? What is that? It's radical, isn't it, when the Spirit is moving? It's radical. We might even have people with huge differences, like people that go for the wrong football team, right? <laughs> Worshiping together. One of my favorite things to do uh, serving at a church is serving communion. When people come and kneel at the altar for communion, it is radical, and people would be amazed to see the different types of people, how uniquely different people are, kneeling together to receive communion. It is amazing, and it is a work of the Holy Spirit. When we have hymns for hunger, this is my last one, all right? When we have hymns for hunger, and this is filled with all different churches, right? And I know sometimes people might say, 
but some of those people believe different than us on a lot of things. How is it that they are all joining together to sing? How is it that they're going to all get together and have a giant food truck outside for a food bank? That is a work of the Holy Spirit to get people with huge differences. I don't know, sometimes churches can have drama with each other. I don't think I'm giving away a seeker here. For churches, all different types to be able to sing and worship together, that's a work of the Holy Spirit. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. There's things that are so crazy at God moving here, the way we work and do ministry in this place. It's almost as if Sam has to go outside once in a while and say, we're not drunk. It's just 10 o'clock in the morning. It's between service time. Because we are filled with the Spirit in this place. And it leads us to radical hospitality. It leads us into inclusive ministry. It leads us to do ministry with people we never thought, people that are different than us. It leads us into mission projects. It leads us into having parties at Stripland Elementary for the teachers, for the students. It leads us into caring for the least of these. It leads us into unexpected places. If you know anything about me, you know that rural ministry scares me. I'm a city person. Gadsden is as rural as I like to get. But sometimes when the spirit moves, I might take a group of kids to to, um, Upper Sand Mountain Parish, out in the middle of nowhere, to me that is. The spirit moves us to places we would never expect. Some of you might love the rural areas and you say, I went and did ministry in Birmingham the other day, right? It leads us into unexpected, crazy things. If we follow the spirit's leading. This Jesus stuff, it's not boring. It's an adventure. It's a party. It's full of excitement. I love when I've had the opportunity to take the youth group places. And I've had people say this to us. You don't remind us of a normal church group. You're so much, you guys are so much fun. You're having so much energy. That's the way it should be, right? So some people might say about the way you live your life, about your family being so loving of other people and being so mission-oriented, they might say, There's been a lot of drinking over there and say, no, just filled with the Holy Spirit. God's love, God's Holy Spirit is for all people, and it's leading us into ministry with all people. Whatever barriers are dividing us from reaching out, may those be broken with the Holy Spirit's help. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that you will fill all of us with your Holy Spirit this morning. I pray that when we leave this place that we will break down barriers that divide us from doing ministry with other people. I pray that you will remind us that your love is inclusive. It's for all people. I pray that you will help us to not discriminate against anyone. God, help me be filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. May that be something we have here. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, after this last hymn, don't just jump up and run away, okay, after the last hymn. We have somebody joining the church today, and it's one of my buddies. All right.
Please be seated. I want to invite uh, Carrie Weaver to come and up, up here in front, just front and center up in front of everybody. I know this is so awkward, but it shouldn't be because you're amongst family. Carrie Weaver comes and, and joins us from uh, another denomination, and we are so happy to have her. She is Andy's buddy, but she's all of our buddies too. And Carrie, I just want to ask you, uh, in front of this whole congregation, um, as a member of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? I will. We welcome you, and uh, after the benediction, I want you to come and say hello to Carrie. If you haven't already met her, then you're in for a treat. Welcome. We're glad you're here. All right. Now will you stand for the benediction? May we be filled with the Spirit. May we break barriers that the Spirit breaks with us. And may we be uh, filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control as we do that. Go in peace. Mm -hmm.